Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me. Are the words she's in?
All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. We're just taking some time to worship the Lord. If you need to call in, the call in number is 619-638-8458. You can check us out on the Internet at www.prayerinternational.org. Or, as you know, we're on Blog Talk Radio. 
Well, you know, there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. And that song continues to say that sinners plunge beneath that flood. They lose all their guilty stains. But there's something about the blood of Christ. There's something about the blood of Jesus. You know, there's power in the blood of the Lamb. We need to get to a place in our life where we realize that for every situation we face, everything we're going through, every trial, whatever life's problems that we're dealing with, we need to begin to apply the blood of Jesus Christ over it. We need to begin to pray concerning the things in our life. We need to learn how to have faith in God. We need to have the right building materials. You see, the worlds are framed by the Word of God, and in like manner, the Bible says we're created in the image of God, and He gave us dominion. It says there's life and death and the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof, which means. Whatever we're speaking is bringing something into our life, and we have to have the right building materials. Look, once a foundation's been properly laid, you've got to give it time to settle. And see, the deal is, is when people first come into the kingdom, they, they get God's word in their hearts, and they get very zealous for God, but they don't allow that word to settle and take root. And just like any house or any structure, if you build it on... Even if you lay a foundation, but if you don't give that time to settle, it gets air bubbles, it becomes very brittle, and the strength of it is probably about maybe half strength in certain areas, certain situations, certain places. And of course, all that's relative to what's going on. But the bottom line is this, the foundation is not as firm. You can even use the right building materials, but not let it settle. But once you give it time to settle and set, then you can begin to build the house. You can build the structure. The Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, what's that foundation? That foundation is the Word of God. That foundation is community with God's people, wise counselors. That community may be with your spouse or your children or your parents or all the above, brothers, sisters, siblings. But having the right relationships, having the right building materials, having the right understanding of what God's speaking, using the tools, using the things that God has given us 
to lay a proper foundation. What is that? The Word of God, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Truth. It sets us free. Truth. This is how we solve life's problems. This is how we solve life's problems. Prayer. How do we have prayer? Communion with God. It's getting the right image of God. It's getting the right picture of God. It's getting an understanding of God that allows conversation with Him, allows community with Him, allows a oneness with Him. But with that comes having a right image of yourself. A right image of yourself. Self-portrait, self-image, whatever you want to call it. Self-consciousness. The Bible says to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Which means there's got to be a vertical relationship from heaven to earth for you to begin to get God's perspective on who he is and who you are and then who your neighbor is. Whether that neighbor really be a family member or a co-worker or an actual neighbor. But it's those people in your sphere of influence. And God says, look, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that if you don't love yourself? How are you going to love yourself if you don't understand God's love towards you and the way God looks at you, the way God sees you? So self-image, very important. So having the right portrait of God. Who is God to you? What does God look like? What does God sound like? What does he think about? What are his ways like? How do we find that out? Through the Bible? Through interaction with the Holy Spirit? Through interaction with people that bear the fruit of Christ? What are we like? How do we find that out? Examining our hearts, examining ourselves, bringing ourselves before our Creator and allowing Him to look in, allowing ourselves to look in introspectively. Into me you see. That's intimacy. Getting transparent and vulnerable before God. So that we can be filled with God and allow the light of God, allow the presence of God and the words of God to just pour through us. His presence and his word. Does it mean everything in our life is always perfect? No. Does it mean we're going to do everything right? No. 
We're never going to do everything right, and not everything's going to be perfect. But thank God it's the blood of Jesus that is our righteousness. It's the blood of Christ that sanctifies us. It's the blood that is speaking on our behalf for a better covenant where the Holy Spirit can come into our lives and lead us and guide us and mold us and shape us and perfect us and transform us into his image. And it's a process from from point A to point B. It doesn't just happen overnight. It doesn't just happen in a few years. But it happens the more you spend time with him. For some people, it can happen a lot quicker than others. But it's how much of him do you have in your life and how much of you do you give to him? How much of yourself have you given control to God? And I know in my own life, I have to examine myself, and there's many things I need to continually lay down at the feet of the Lord, lay down at the feet of Christ. When I examine myself, there's things in my my attitude or there's things in my life, things in my schedule, things in my list of priorities that, that needs to be rearranged so that God can get the glory in my life. And I imagine for many people there's things that that need to be adjusted so that God can get the glory in your life. So we're beholding Him. We're seeking Him. We're turning our ears to him. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? One, he tells us to. He commands us to love God. Christianity is the only religion where we're commanded to love God. Do you think that Buddhists are commanded to love Buddha? No. Or Hindus or or, or Muslims? Muhammad? No. But in Christianity, it's a commandment to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your it's a commandment. It's necessary, it's vital. Without doing it, there there's no Christianity. You can't say you're a Christian and not love God. And not have a love for God if you if you do it's it's not Christianity. And have a love for Christ and a love for his presence. And he exalts his word above himself, and therefore we're, we're to have a love for his word. Why? Well, we're commanded to. We're commanded to keep Saturday holy and rest and, and focus on him. For many of us, we don't even do it. But it's, a, it's an actual commandment. And it's not the law that saves us. It's Jesus. It's his blood that saves us. But it's the transforming of his spirit that aligns us with his law, that aligns us with his priorities, that aligns us with his kingdom principles. We all need help with that. We all need God to readjust, realign, redirect our thinking. For many of us, we have different mindsets and strongholds and habits in our lives that God needs to pull and rip right out of us. But 
None of us are above reproach. None of us are without sin. We all need to find ourselves at the feet of Jesus, at the foot of the cross, looking to Jesus for his mercy and his grace and his strength. Why do you think he prayed, Our Father, which art in heaven? And he continues, and part of that prayer is, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why would he pray that? Because he knows that every day there's something trying to take your mind off of God, whether it's a problem you face, whether it's a person or a problem or a priority. or a perspective. There's something in your life trying to pull your attention off of God. We're told by Christ, we're told by Paul, we're told by David, we're told by Moses, what? Set your mind. Keep your eyes on His Word. Keep your eyes on Him. Set your mind continually on things above. We're told constantly to set ourselves on God. And any time we don't do that, the Bible says it's sin, believe it or not. When we're not beholding God, when we're not looking to glorify God, when we're not looking for God's glory in a situation, believe it or not, we're in sin. We we all do it. We all go through our seasons and go through our situations, judging it based on our own understanding. And instead of looking for a way to glorify God in it, or seeing how God's going to get glory out of it, we take our mind off of God and we fret and we freak out and we get frazzled. But God says, be still. And know that I am God. He says, look, just settle down and realize I have it under control. God says, settle down, just like we talked about that foundation, settling. See, we have to let God's word settle in our hearts. We have to let the things of God get settled into our lives and become a foundation and a priority and a habit. See, there's good habits and there's bad habits. We need to get rid of our bad habits and adopt God's good habits. God is calling us to himself. He's calling us to love him. And he's calling us to love our neighbors. We can't do that unless we love ourselves. We've got to have a right perspective. We've got to have a right way of thinking. You've got to improve your self-image. How do you do that? You have to see yourself like God sees you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Something central and something that's a theme, something key to you succeeding in life is how you see yourself. You've got to have a positive and a realistic self-image.
And, you know, just in the middle of any given day, we're going to have some negative feedback. In the middle of any situation that we face, there's going to be negative feedback. We've got to begin to saturate that and attack that negative with the Word of God. And we can harbor these thoughts and harbor these negative images and feelings. Or we can release them to God and begin to replace them with what God is saying. We've got to get to a place where we hear what God is saying. We've got to quit trying to fulfill other people's ministries and assignments and begin to walk in our own. A lot of times we have unhealthy self-images because we compare ourselves to others. We covet. And when you allow negative thoughts to come in, you actually block You know, you can hinder God. The Bible says Jesus could do no miracles in the town because of their unbelief. Because they didn't believe God, God could do nothing. You've got to get to a place where you... And listen, negative feelings and thoughts and and words are going to come. That's why we're told to apprehend them. To take every thought captive, which means... That word to take captive means to arrest put in chains, to apprehend, to get a hold of it and get it to a point. And then it says, and put it under subjection. It says, beat it into subjection. Beat it into a fine powder, really, is the way it's written in Greek. So you're to take your thoughts and beat them into a fine powder until your thoughts become overwhelmed and saturated with the thoughts of God. And you begin to adopt his way of thinking and you begin to adopt his way of doing things and all of a sudden you become one and in a line with God now maybe not about everything we have to work this process in every area of our lives we have to work this process in every mindset in every place in every compartment in every relationship in every situation that we face Sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. And the momentum, or the, the, I guess that would be the word, the momentum of the kingdom is really dependent on the way we respond to God and the way we respond to people. And a lot of that's the way we respond to ourselves, and we need to have a healthy self-image. We need to have a healthy view of God. We need to have a heavenly perspective on people So that when we begin to get out of line and we begin to judge others or maybe even make fun of others or maybe talk about others in a non-God way, in a non-edifying way, then God can begin to correct us and put, hey, put the brakes on. Back up a minute. Pray for that person instead of talk about that person or, or encourage that person instead of sneer and and walk past that person. 
You see, we don't know what person's season is. We don't know where people are at with the Lord. We don't know what God wants to do through our lives with others or through them into our lives. We need to become sensitive. We need to take time to draw close to God and to get filled with God and to release God through our lives into the earth. And yes, we all have things we have to work on. We all have adjusting. We all have repenting. We all have habits we need to break and habits we need to adopt so that we can go forward and fulfill the things that God has for us. So let's pray. And let's turn it over to God. Let's love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's learn to love ourselves. And let's learn to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Jesus said, if you do these two things, then you can keep all the other ten. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your blood that is shed for us. We just ask that you cover every person listening tonight with your blood. To turn every heart, Lord, humble. Put a humility in all of us to turn to you and reach out to you. Father, we need you, Lord. And I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, right now we lift up prayer request for Pat who's my mother-in-law right now we just pray everybody just speak the will of God and the kingdom of God come over her we just declare healing over her in Jesus name we declare long life God will satisfy her and show her his salvation and that the assignment of God and the plans and purposes of God will come to pass in Pat's life in Jesus' name. We just declare, with long life, you will satisfy him in Jesus' name. And right now, we just pray for those that are sick in their bodies. We pray, Father, that you would just reveal yourself as the healer, not just for Pat, but for every person listening, for every person that's standing for a friend or a family member or a co-worker or a neighbor. We pray right now, Father, that by your stripes they would be healed. But Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father, that you would release a miracle and you would show yourself strong. Father, we just pray that people would begin to fulfill the assignments of God on their lives and that, Lord, you would strengthen them by your Holy Spirit. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Father, right now we pray for Jerusalem, for the peace of Jerusalem, for the prosperity of Jerusalem, Israel, your people, your Jewish people. We pray, Father, that you would reveal Christ as the Messiah to them. You would protect them as the mountains surround Jerusalem. You would surround your people, protect them, and protect your people here in America. We pray for America, for a great awakening to Arise in our land, in our schools, in our homes, in the streets, in our churches, in every place. 
Father, that you would pour out your spirit in the streets all over this land, all over this nation. From the White House, Lord, to the crack house, Lord, I pray, Lord, you would touch every heart, every man, every woman, every teenager, every child, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Prayer International Radio. Have a blessed night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.